0: All right, social media family, we thank you once again for joining us for another installment of A Better Way to Pray. Now, we are on lesson number eight, lesson number eight in the A Better Way to Pray series. So for tonight's lesson, let's go to First Timothy, Chapter two. First Timothy Chapter 2 and the subtitle for our lesson tonight is Jesus the only mediator Jesus the only mediator All First right, Timothy Chapter 2 And we are Let's look at verses 1 through 5 Now come from the New King James, coming from the New King James, and it reads this way. Therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good. And acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Now we see in verse 5, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. So, when we see, we see that verse, we hear that, what do, what do we hear Paul telling us here?
1: My first thought was when you said the man Christ Jesus, I thought, is that legal to call him a man? Or You know, after he's ascended...
2: We saw a bumper sticker, one of the bumper stickers, they're everywhere that say coexist. <laughs> and mom was talking about it, and she was mentioning she goes, It's true. I was like, Yeah, I was like, There's only one way. I mean, we can love and respect our neighbors and not force. I mean, that's not how Jesus is. But I mean, you know, standing up for what we believe in. And going you know Jesus don't with the devil. Exactly, it's like Jesus is, you know, the way, the truth, the life, the only. You know? so, yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. All right. So, looking at verse 5 again. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. So, when we, we look at the, the word Emmanuel, what does that mean? God with us. God with us. All right. So, God took on flesh. He took on flesh and he paid our price. He paid the price for all sin. And now he's the one that did what? Took away the barrier that was there between God and man.
3: We mm-hmm. don't have to negotiate anymore like Abraham did. All right. God, if God. If this, if that, will you? Jesus, it's already clear cut. He's already done it all.
0: That's good. That's good.
2: We don't have to have intercession prayer like we used to think. I mean, not that we intercede for people, but I mean, there's a balance, you know. But we don't have
3: to argue. We intercede yeah. for the position of truth and well, what praying. Jesus please. has already done.
2: Please, yeah, exactly. Please do this, God. It's We enforce
3: what Jesus yeah. has already done. We don't have to beg for it. Yeah, like if you just
4: said the prayer for me, you're not going like, God, please mm-hmm. heal her. It's... We're coming against them. Yeah. And we already them. have the authority. Remedy, it's already done. You're mm-hmm. right. standing in faith, helping, you know, just joining faith. Mm-hmm. Appropriating, It's
0: already done. Yeah, Appropriating. So going back to that first verse, Paul is saying, Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men didn't say some men. It said for all men In verse 2 For kings and all who are in authority That we may lead, lead a quiet and peaceable life In all godliness and reverence Now that's saying something to us right there mm-hmm. About the, the impact of prayer How we can influence things because we do have authority, right? Because we, we've talked about that, how we are in a position of authority as members of Christ's body. So when we pray, when we declare what God has said, we declare God's word, we do this, we, we do these things consistently, then it's going to have impact. On our spheres of influence. Because there's a reason why he's saying this, saying what he's saying right here. And it's funny how he he specifically says in verse one: supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and all who are in authority. So there's a there's a there's an emphasis that, that I see here. Because Kings and all those in authority would be would qualify as being all men, right? But he makes a point in verse two to pull that out. Why do you think that is?
1: Because a lot of those guys are going to determine how we live. Hmm. The kings and and the people that are in authority are the ones that are going to be passing laws and taxes and
4: the sphere of influence. Yeah.
3: Okay. They will legislate the morality of our nation. If they don't, we won't have a
1: quiet and peaceful life. Okay.
0: Okay. So basically, we definitely see that whether or not we pray for those in authority, whether or not we pray for our neighbor, it matters. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And look at verse 3 says, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. And then verse 4, all, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now look at verse 4. Okay, I mean, who desires all men to be saved mm-hmm. and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Do you ever
1: wonder if he's really disappointed? because there's not a whole lot of people coming to the knowledge of the truth right, right now or oh, in the last 20 or 30 years. It's the
0: yeah. Well, even with that, though, it depends on who you're listening to and where, and where you're talking about. Because <laughs> you got revival going on in different parts of the world.
3: Right now. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Now, you know, there's certain places here in our land that, you know, yeah. a lot of darkness, but there's a lot of light shining, too.
2: I think it's exciting that there's places like Karis and like Andrew Womack's ministry, like our Bible studies we do under that, I think, because I feel like, you know, too, sometimes it's like, you know, it's been a lot of the extremes we've had for the past, like like I said, 20 or 30 years, you know, it'd be like, you know, the extreme, like, Greasy Grace, or then it'd be the extreme, like, Hellfire Brimstone, but to really have the true message, you know, through certain influences, you know Wow, well, you know, set sets
0: you free. But,
1: but Julius is right, uh, revival has already started probably a year or two ago it started and it's building every day.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, it's places, yeah. I like that idea, I didn't realize myself.
4: I've read it over and over that as the darkness you know, as more darkness comes, the light will shine brighter. And I go, I, I was sitting studying one night, talking about it I and mean, we just talking about it, I go our little light shines bright. Yeah. That's what he don't like us because we shine a light all
1: around. I'm a fisherman, and you can be out. You can be out on the bay on a very dark night. Mm-hmm. Somebody five miles away can have a flashlight, and you can see it clear clears a bell when it's really dark out. Oh,
4: yeah. it's see just the smallest that's light, day. you can see it yeah, forever. Analogy for
1: it. Yeah. That's
4: always neat because always thought about is it was always focused on the darkness, the darkness, the gloom and the doom. The Jesus, when God, the light dispels the darkness. In this. That's what, I, and it dawned on me how powerful that is. And we heard it was it was Andrew talking. He said I, he's like, he said, I'm not no expert. We heard him recently, the last year or so. He goes, I'm not an expert in tribulation and end times. He goes, but I've read it. He goes, I know about it. He goes, but everything Satan has is is a duplicate of, of God. He's tried to copy. And he says he made it. He looked. He goes, we're always looking like, oh, be afraid, be afraid. He goes. Why it's not the real thing, he went on to we, say, Yeah,
2: you know, he goes like everything just to add, like everything Satan's ever did has, has been goofed up. I mean, you know, he's never done anything awesome, you know, or, or well, just to add in just there, a, it just <laughs> made you think about, it. yeah, mm-hmm. mom and I talked about We, you know, it's a side note, but even that the end times, like I both like, you never heard there'd be an actual positive spin on the end times, you know, except for Andrew,
4: <laughs> and that goes with the thing about the light as the <laughs> darkness, hmm. as it gets more dark the light was shining brighter. Right. And we were, it goes with that story we told y'all a long time ago when we were in this other church. It was the neatest thing. It was scientific that he, this pastor of the church we were at, he said, they did a scientific study. He said, and he was so excited about how He goes, when you turn the lights off in a room, it gets completely dark. When you turn the lights back on, they proved light eats darkness. He goes, it's not just light it's lighting up the yeah. room.
2: Yeah, the whole sanctuary has all the deacons turn the lights off. Because when this light turns
4: on, it doesn't just dispel the darkness, it eats it. (laughs) And and so that's powerful to think light eats dark. Light is more powerful, it has more authority.
1: I was fishing one night, 2 o'clock in the morning, and I had my kids with me, and the (laughs) storm was coming in, and I had to get in. And I was going to Chesapeake Bay, and there was a big ship cutting across in front of me. I couldn't see it. Cause I was so low that I couldn't see its bow lights or anything, and and as I was heading towards it, and I would have hit it for sure. Somebody lit a light in one of the rooms, and I saw a porthole. I saw a porthole <gasps> port light up, and I went, "Oh my!" And I was able to avoid the thing, but I would have went right into the side of that thing because it was blending into the darkness.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Light
4: disaster.
0: Right. So you see why you know. Anybody who is talking truth, preaching truth, teaching truth, there's an agenda to, to silence that voice, wherever it is. Mm-hmm. We're not just talking about preachers and teachers and all that. And we're, talking about, we're talking about you at your job mm-hmm. or at the family cookout mm-hmm. or wherever, wherever that light is shining. I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm tripping off verse four. It says, who desires all men to be saved? And to come to the knowledge of the truth. So basically what I'm reading here, it, it's, it's God's will, His desire for all men to be saved. And to come to the knowledge of the truth.
1: And if you believe in the sovereignty doctrine, that means all men will be saved. But it's not happening, so that sovereignty doctrine's not...
0: Because you, you have to deal with that verse. Yeah. You have to deal with that because it's like, okay, well, if... <laughs> god's will comes to pass all the time 100 uh-huh. percent of the time what do i do with verse four
1: mm-hmm. you have to say no one's ever gone to hell no one's ever rejected god and and you, you know his, his will will be saved
3: well the fact that you well, say he put a you premium you on our will you say wish it it shows you that there's an alternative you wouldn't have to wish for something if there were no alternative yeah
0: we're just we're just saying wish. So what is this? Well,
3: mine says who wishes all men to
0: huh. be saved. Yeah. Mine who says will have, Who will have all men to yeah. be? saved. Yeah. In the old King James, it says who will have, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. And in the New Living Translation, it says, who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. All right. So I'm I'm hearing this, and I say, okay, it really speaks to. The, the amount of authority that man has over the choices that he makes. Mm-hmm.
1: And the heart of God to, to actually want us all to be saved.
0: Right. Right. Because that's that's showing his true character, yeah. what he wants. But him, God in his sovereignty, when he said, Let us make man and give them dominion. Yes. On yes. On earth. Free <laughs> That word "dominion" yeah. means what? Authority. He was taking a big risk, handing it to us. <laughs> so there is there's a there's a role that we play. I want to keep reading. Let me verse six and seven. I'm, I'm gonna start back at verse four. For there is now I'm I'm running back to verse three. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. For which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am speaking the truth in Christ and not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Now this, I'm looking at verse 7. This is Paul talking here. This is the same guy that was the number one hit man for the church. Mm-hmm. And God used this man to pen these words. And, you know, again, we've talked about this before, how, you know, the we can sometimes feel unworthy or just, you know, not... Holy enough to be able to pray with authority to be able to just to enjoy the goodness of God, but if we look at the resumes of the men that penned this book, the men that God used in spite of I mean the dirty dozen <laughs> I mean because I think, think about it, Abraham lied on his wife twice, said, "No, that ain't my, my wife, that's my sister." <laughs> And he's doing he, and, and What is he called? The father of faith. She can spend the night with you, just leave me alone. All right. And what about Moses?
3: Oh, yeah. Killed somebody.
0: Mm hmm. What about David?
4: Oh, yeah. yeah. Killed, killed he
3: somebody. Dirty,
0: right. He no, he had adultery first, then he killed her husband. Right. So,
4: he didn't so all. I
3: didn't say he was in
0: that. Oh. So, anytime that, that, that temptation to feel unworthy, condemned, Just remember, the men that God used to pin the very words that that we draw strength from. They didn't have no perfect rap sheet. Mm -mm. But but what what did they do? They had a heart for God. Mm -hmm. They had a relationship with Him. They they placed their trust in in Him.
1: God said David was a man after his own heart. And when you look at David's life, you say, wow. But when he says that he, in the shadow of the Most High, he was underneath that, that ark. When they had it in the tent, he was under there praying and spending time with the Lord all the time. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I asked God one time, past couple of years, I go, I was saying to myself, I was saying about the Bible, and I go, you know, there's a lot of people in the Bible, and a lot of people do a lot of stupid stuff. I mean, you know, that stupid stuff. I mean, just you know, I was thinking about it. And I go, God. I go, what, what differentiate? Because I just, it was a very raw question. I go, what differentiate the heroes of the Bible? You know, like Abraham, and David, and different ones we read about, and then the other people, you know, who did stupid stuff, and we don't, we don't hear about them. And then it hit me I mean, right away, like you know, Julius was just saying this relationship, relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You know? That's the difference. You know, they trusted God, or they tried mm-hmm. to trust God. They i you know, have
1: a relationship with mm-hmm. it's supposed to be plugged in mm-hmm. now
0: look at verse eight it says still Paul speaking it says I desire therefore that the men pray everywhere lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting and then New Living Translation says, In every place of worship, I want men to pray with holy hands, lifted up to God, free from anger and controversy. All right. So he said men pray. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I know in my history in various churches or whatever, on those Saturday Saturday prayers or the midweek prayer, there won't too many
1: of us there. Uh, mostly women. All like prayer meetings, mostly women.
2: Yeah. 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 We've been there too. <laughs> they don't hardly anybody. Yeah, we had like hundred people
4: in our church, and it was like maybe five or six <laughs> that showed up on Monday night prayer. Yeah, <laughs> every Monday. Maybe we
0: were and we lived the furthest fir- away. Now, now I don't, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm saying that, you know, just to emphasize what, you know, the fact that us as males, we, you know, because I, 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 I talk to the Lord, we talk to the Lord, that doesn't make us soft or feminine, right? Mm-hmm. But does that, does sometimes, does that come across like that? Is there, is there like a stigma attached to it? It's sad, but it is, I
2: believe, yeah. Y'all have made out to be but it's just like, oh, you shouldn't
0: do that. <laughs> because, I mean, you know, it... it To a carnal person, it may seem as a sign of weakness. But as you know, I mean, if you understand who you are and who God is, Mm -hmm. right, and the need that we have to hear from him every day. I mean, this right here should be automatic. Because I don't know about you, but I need him every day. And it seemed like I it seemed like I I you know the more stuff that we come across I see it's like Lord have mercy what what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. What what in the world is going on out here, just in you know, around me.
1: Sometimes when he talks to me, I'll say, Why are you talking to me? I'm a man of unclean lips. I mean, I don't measure up to these people. Mm-hmm. And and you have conversation with God. He's so merciful. Mm-hmm. it just really turns your happy on <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah but what did he say about Elijah though a man he's a man of like passions mm-hmm. and you saw what his prayer life did what God did, God mm-hmm. did to, you know through his prayer, prayer life and he, and, he, and he did not have the Holy Spirit indwelling him the way we do I mean every time I think about that one I'm like wow man he, he I mean what God did Through this man's prayer But yet The Holy Spirit was not Indwelt in him uh, Taking up residence As he has With you and you And myself And whoever hears that belongs to the Lord The Holy Spirit is a permanent resident So if he saw The type of results he did why can't I believe for? Them? Mm-hmm. Why can't you believe him? I'm looking at my outline. It says, "Sin is no longer a problem with God because Christ has borne the judgment for all sin, past, present, and future." <clears throat> now why is that a controversial statement? in some circles? why?
1: people are taught to be controlled by their sin in other words if, you, if you're doing this that or the other thing you, you're not good enough right I've, I've heard sermons where they talked about uh, people that smoked or wore too much makeup or too many too much jewelry you know how, how uh, God wouldn't God wouldn't spend much time when God wouldn't uh, you know, uh be with him like he would somebody who was straight laced and starched <laughs> so to speak.
0: Mm-hmm. Like this over on externals. On externals. Big time.
1: Externals. Yep. Big time emphasis. Yes, I told you, you know, last uh,
5: week about oh, that. Kevin ball.
0: Kevin got something
5: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking uh I guess it was maybe last week we were talking about that word repent. Mm-hmm. How it means just to turn around and go in another direction or uh, go in another, with another viewpoint or just do it another way. Um, I think, you know, that question that you mentioned, the problem people have with that, I, I know a lot of people still believe that you have to ask for forgiveness for each sin in order to put you back in right standing with God. And if you, you know, you don't, then, you know, you're you're not in right standing with them again.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. I honestly couldn't remember all
0: the sin I've committed in my life. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm close to. It. <laughs> yes. Right. That's true. And you know, and on the surface it sounds, you know, it sounds right on the yeah. surface, but it. If you pull the layers back, it's still undermining the power, the absolute sufficiency of the work of Christ in what mm-hmm. he did, how powerful that blood was. Mm-hmm. What he did, did, you know, how much was paid for. So you mean to tell me that what he did only paid for this the, the sin up to the point where I got saved? But then the next day, it's, it's on me to keep short accounts. Mm. I got to write it down and then make sure I confess it. I mean, really, it, sound, it sounds like we're doing what? We're trying to get back into that bondage of the law.
2: That's horrible. It is so, it'll kill you trying to keep up with that. Right.
0: Now, where's the balance here? Now, obviously, you know, we sin. We, we, we mess up. We do something wrong. If we love someone, that's going to that's gonna do something to our hearts, right? It's going to bother us. So what should we do? When conviction, he'll, he'll convict you every time
1: you do something that stays grievous and that's when you repent when, when as he convicts you.
2: I've had God turn me over his knee and whip my rear end and do it in love. I don't know how to explain it. It's, yeah, it hurt. I, It wasn't condemnated because he doesn't <coughs> condemn. I don't even know how to explain. It. Like it was so much pressure, but it was just as I told mom before. It was like the right amount of pressure. It wasn't like too much or too little. It was, like I mean, I've mentioned this as a testimony. I, I go on about religion and these religious people and this and that. And I remember God was just like first time he ever corrected me in this time of my life. It was so gentle. It was you were one of them, <laughs> like get it, get off of it, you know, you know, you, know, you need to pray, just, just pray for people, you know, like, okay, guys, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it felt so gentle, you know. Right.
1: And if y'all were like me, before you knew the Lord, sin was a lifestyle. I mean, when you got up in the morning, you were thinking about certain sins you'd like to do before the day was over, and then you'd rejoice when you did them. I mean, and, and every, all the guys I knew were the same way, and like, we had no concept of, of sin, you know, And uh, when somebody come and say they did this, that, or the other, they get high fives. And and what's it like? You know, then when the Lord gets you, gosh, everything goes upside down.
3: To me, not confessing a sin is not God to me a problem. It's me to Him. Because that unconfessed sin could lead my heart to condemn me. That's going to hurt my faith. It's just like Jesus already appropriated healing. If I don't appropriate it, my relationship with God doesn't, his relationship toward me doesn't change at all because he's already paid it all. But I will not receive the healing if I don't appropriate it. The same thing with forgiveness. The forgiveness was a once and for all, but it still has to be appropriated by me for me to walk in clear conscience and to keep my faith strong. So that's how I see it. It's not damaging God toward me, but it's me toward him. Somebody
1: needs to write a book how to appropriate God's promises through faith. Because I've had times in the past where everything I desire I mean, in prayer will come to pass. And then you get to a place where it's like a wall goes up, and everything bounces off the wall for a while. And, and it's like, you know, you're, you're constantly moving up, but there's valleys and peaks in your life, at least in mine.
0: Wanted to look at a, read a comment from uh, David who's watching this. He said, "In in reference to what we were talking about before, it says the truth in parentheses is the grace of God. It is the heart of God for all to be saved. Politics, religion, and the demonic blindness over people prevent many from receiving simple mm-hmm. grace. Mm-hmm. Right and see, and I, I like how you said that there because all politics, religion." These are very powerful lenses yeah. by which we interpret things through, all right? Because it affects, it, it affects us on a heart level, our belief system, yeah. yes, how we was. look at things, yes, right? Was. So, you know, that, this, this is why the that, that whole phrase, don't talk about religion and politics, where that comes from, right? But think about it, because how, how impassioned people get when you disagree with them in those two areas. It is. Right? So it, it speaks to the impact it has on the heart.
2: It's true. Like, we're Mr. Gene, you're saying that, you know, like sin is like a lifestyle when you're, you know, sin, you know. Mm-hmm. with me personally, just as a testimony, you know, personal like experience, I got to thinking go with me, I was like on the extreme of where I live, religion was a lifestyle. Like, literally everything I looked at, like, I'd be in church and I would see somebody i'm gonna throw this out there they would watch a disney movie or something and i'd go like oh well i got that revelation yet because this had magic yeah. in it or something you know can you it was yeah. horrible and like it literally even now like i finally in my life and past year my life has been years i finally got to a point where i don't like have any of those filters come up you know but it, it took a while to like it's mm-hmm. not like that anymore but it, it is it's true it's so it gets mm-hmm. down deep in your heart I and mean, you have to like break it off yeah. See, it wasn't that, you said a out I was brought up in,
4: <laughs> early, I was, early Baptist then went right into holiness. And it was, when I was doing the bar saying, as I've said it before, if on the way home from a bar at four in the morning, from Richmond coming home, if I, I, I knew, so if, I, if I hit something and I die, I'd go to hell because I was sinning. I didn't get it right. And then I realized later, the Holy Spirit never loved me.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: He was always constantly talking to me. I was just kept saying, I uh, will talk to you right now. He didn't stop <laughs> talking to me. And so,
1: See, I never had anything like that happen until the Lord touched my life. I never I never felt bad about sin. I never felt guilty. Sin <laughs> was just what I did.
4: See, I always had experiences. Looked at things from I
1: grew up in a town where there was 150 boys like me. And we were all the same. I mean... We were all like that. It was, I mean, jeez. You look back and say, how did we get to that place?
3: One day at a time.
1: But the whole town was like that. If you went and told somebody that you stole something worth 500 bucks and and they want a high five, all right, cool. You know? Really? If you wanted something done at your house, you, you look for somebody who worked in a factory that made that. Because you know that he stole a bunch of them, had them in his basement, you know? You, you go and say, hey, you got any this, that, and the other? Yeah, I got them. How much more you want for them? And it, it was like the whole town was like that.
0: That, that, speaks, that speaks to how we, we need to pay attention to what Paul told us to do there. You know, pray for those in positions of authority, mm-hmm. right? Because how, you know, just to, how a collective mindset can grow in a community yeah. mm-hmm. and in a, in, in a, in a city And in a state. Right. And you know, whenever there's agreement, there's power. Mm -hmm. Right. That works on the positive end and on the negative side. side, And this is this is why, you know, it is what Paul is saying to us here is so impactful. Right. Because if and and think about it, if you don't really believe that your prayer has any impact then if you do pray it's just going to be what a religious ritual Mm -hmm. because if it's double-minded and you halfway doing it anyway then how much power is going to be produced in that this is why the whole message of understanding your identity your authority it there has to be opposition to it because if, if as more people more believers get this revelation it's going to be a problem on 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 job sites in communities in cities because of who Jesus said we are salt and light, light salt <coughs> gives flavor it preserves and light illuminates it dispels darkness
2: that's why i think satan tries in different ways to try to bounce the truth you know and, and get it away because as i saying, you know like if you won't use one extreme like tempt you to go out and serve satan and directly do things like that you know like really bad stuff like it'll come into the church and it'll be like subtleties of like religion and this, anything to distract us off from the main purpose, the main objective. And um you know, I mean Jesse Plant has talked about that one time. He used another example, but he was saying, um, if Satan can't get in front of you, he'll try to get behind you and push you, you know. <laughs> and I mean drive you, you know, mm-hmm. to hurt you. And it's like that's pretty much what's happened, you know, in the church, you know. It's kinda okay. like, sad, you know. But to have the truth, you know. Mm.
0: kind mm I'm I'm looking at our outline again. Now think just referring back to our study last week where we 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 looked at how Abraham, me was a mediator, and Moses was used as a mediator. It says that Moses had to mediate in the old covenant because sin still had to be judged. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm I'm gonna read this next point. But it's strong, okay? Says if we try to be mediators like Moses and Abraham today, we are anti Christ. Against Christ, against his finished work, and attempting to take his place. Now, how does that sit with you? So this is this is our point from our outline. You agree? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so how so? How is this not a heretical statement?
2: Because Jesus paid it all. And we're either going to believe that or not. All of us.
0: That's it. And that's it. That's it. Because
3: he's just.
0: That's it because you see, you know, we, we can look at Moses and Abraham in the way they went before God on behalf of the people. And, you know, we can learn, continue to learn and grow from that and see how God used these men to show forth compassion for his people, right? To be used as vessels. But we are in a much different position than Moses and Abraham, because Christ had, he reconciled us back to the father. So we have a direct line. We have a direct line with him. Local call. Yeah. Yeah. So we are not speaking as ones who have to, to beg, But we are speaking as ones who are, who have been given charge to exercise the very authority that the Son had. And that's a different place. Just like in the Lord's Prayer, where it says, when the Lord instructed them to do what? He says, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus Christ is now the only mediator between God and man and God and man. God's not angry at people anymore because his justice was satisfied through Jesus' sacrifice. Next point. But we still need to preach because although God has made the provision available, people must believe and receive for themselves. So because the scripture says what faith cometh by Hearing, hearing Hearing by the word of God. Next point, it says God didn't create hell for people and he doesn't want them to go there. Mm -hmm. Wrath and judgment remain for those who don't accept Jesus as their savior. Next point, God has made provision through Jesus, but people need to properly respond to him. So we are saved by grace. Grace represents what, what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Made it available. Made salvation available. Through faith. through faith. So the faith part, that's us. Responding to what he did. Receiving it. Yeah. Yeah, that's where someone like the, I don't
2: know what you call it, kind of. Gosh, I'm gonna want that denomination of them. really care to know, where they believe everybody's saved, <laughs> <The universe>. universal, <laughs> they together together. yeah, and they, it's like, yeah, you know, you're saved. It's like you gotta believe that you're saved. You know, it's faith. You know, you know,
1: I can understand where they're coming from because the the finished work of Christ was so powerful and so perfect. It potentially could cover everybody, you know. But they 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 have they're saying that. It has covered everybody, and they don't have to, by faith, to reach anything.
4: Appropriated
1: they don't have to, right? In other words, it it's, was so it's powerful. Automatic. It doesn't matter what you think, what you believe, in, nothing. It's, yeah. His His atonement covered you. Yep. Just so just I can just understand see. the thought. It was a powerful thing that happened. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But Christ free will is. is always at the at the top of the, the, the lead for the Lord.
2: And it's true. It's simple but it has to be done. Mm -hmm. And that's where Satan, I think, he tries to distract us from it, which is relationship through Jesus Christ. Julius
1: was talking about salt and light. Yeah. Uh, I was telling about the town I grew up in. But when I moved here, you can't believe the difference in the atmosphere here than where I grew up. Where I grew up, they were building like porno places and strip bars and and, uh, there was drug addicts on every corner. And when I came here, the atmosphere was different. The church up there lost its salt and light. And here, it was still in effect, and that keeps a lot of stuff out. Yeah. Like, you go to Pennsylvania Dutch country, you're not going to find the strip club. You know? Because those people, the, the church is still solid, and they won't tolerate it. They won't give it a voice.
2: Yeah, makes sense. All right.
0: All right, let's go to John 3, because I want to make sure we... we Understand the need to, to Appropriate What Christ did Who he is John 3 And let's start at verse 14 I'm going to go to verse 18 Alright And I'll read this in the New King James It says and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall, should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. But that through that, but that the world through him might be saved. 18. He who believes in him is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now, when I think about all these doctrinal debates and all this fussing and stuff. (coughs) And I look at this. I'm like, dude, it's right here. Mm-hmm. All I'm doing is reading, reading, reading the Bible, but reading what the scripture says. Mm-hmm. Like universalism, it don't stand up to this. Uh-uh. This is what Jesus said. Mm-hmm. This is what this is what he said. This is in the red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the hot sauce, right? And then, and then I'm reading New Living. It makes it even simpler. Verse 14 again says, and as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the son of man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. Everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his only his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have Eternal life. Now see, God gave his son grace. Everyone who believes in him shall have eternal life. Faith. Grace through Mm -hmm. faith. Verse 17. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world. Okay, now, isn't that that the answer to the type of preaching that should be done? Mm Yep. It is the goodness of God that draw men to repentance. Mm-hmm. And this is the gospel right here. Right?
1: Mm-hmm. right?
0: But to save the world through him.
5: You know, I was just having this thought, you know, um, I've been a believer now for a while. And so I've really been working on, you know, using the word to transform my mind. And um The scripture, you know, teaches it that, you know, um, don't be conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it's like the world really starts looking strange, you know, as um, continually to grow in Christ. And as a believer, It, I mean, it seems to be easy to get really kind of ticked off at the world. At the just the sin that's going on in the world, you know at some of the horrible things that the world is you know putting forth, but should my focus still be on because grace is the power of the gospel so rather than preach against sin or against an individual sin or a particular sin and that thing shouldn't still the message be what you just read there, the grace. That's the power of the gospel and the focus be on that and not on how disgusting something might be to me because, you know, I'm so far removed from it now, but I wasn't, you know, some years back, but I am now, but still, my message should still be that grace message, the power of the gospel, and what you just read in John 3. That's right. That's good.
0: That's does good. Just
3: preaching sin all the time just leads to our having a sin consciousness mm-hmm. instead of a God consciousness.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Right.
0: Yeah, that's what it does. The goodness of God leads to repentance. Yeah, Romans 2 and 4. Mm-hmm. That's it.
2: I've had friends who, I mean, like, we will have, I mean, I totally agree, I have the same value systems, you know, that they do, we talk about, like, conservative values, and abortion's wrong, and it totally, absolutely, 100%, 1,000% is wrong, I mean, it's murder, um, but I'll have, like, looks sometimes, like, you hang around that person, like, it would be, like, a friend or a mutual friend, We, and they, like, had abortions, or they did this or that, and I'm like that's not going to, ch- you know, I'm not going to change my goal. I'm like, no. You know, I, love I had talked to God about it a long time ago and it would bother me. I mean, I, for that subject matter, I'd be like, God, can I, how can this da-da-da-da-da moral, moral person that I know and they're a friend of mine and I know they would never hurt anybody and all this and how can they think abortion's right and all this and, you know, and then, like, I was talking to God about it and man, I just really felt it was like, God was show me. It's like, they think they're God. They're their god, like on the throne. You know, but it's like they think they call the shots. You know, they think they decide if it's a baby or not or whatever. In other words, it came down. To it. it was just like it's a deception, and he loves them. He wants them to know the truth. He wants them to know he loves them, and all that would be a fruit. You know, <laughs> I mean, of, you know, you know, them, mm-hmm. you know, coming to know. If you
3: could only hang around sinless people, you'd be lonely.
2: All right. <laughs> I love that, asking yeah. Jesus. It's like, gosh, you hang around sinners. I, don't, I don't
4: know, but sometimes when you hang around, some people, and you just show them love. It is so simple. Mm-hmm. They're much more open to it. Yeah. And it's when you get around people who think they know the Bible, and they get religious, mm-hmm. they're the hardest ones to talk to. But you get around people who just live an ordinary, sinful lives. you can share love with them. But you almost never
1: see anybody respond to people that are throwing scriptures at people to mm-hmm. condemn them. Usually, usually they get angry.
2: Yeah,
1: they don't. They don't respond. But when you're loving somebody that they know they don't deserve love, then they respond. All right,
0: and that's and that's how I ended the study last night on that scripture where Paul, where Jesus, you know, he goes into the boat and you know he tells Peter to to cast down his mm-hmm. nets, right. And then, you know, Peter's like, Well, okay, Jesus. I am doing it because you say so. But you know, he a, he a professional. He you know what he, he, pro, he, know know what he wanted fisherman.
1: to say. He wanted to say, I'm the fisherman. Yeah, because he the pro.
0: But <laughs> yeah. Jesus told him to do it. He's like, Well, all right, Jesus, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna do it. At your word. But what he did what he did, he was obedient, <laughs> right? right? That's good. He was right. obedient. He just go, okay. And he's this and the were cast. Then next thing you know. Full. The fish in abundance to the full yes. until it overflowed where they had to call their buddies. And then how did Peter respond to that? My God. My Lord, I'm not worthy. Get away from me. I'm a sinful I'm man. a sinner. Sin. Yes. Because he saw the goodness of God manifest right in front of his face. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't bang, bang him upside the head with the Ten Commandments. If anybody mm-hmm. had the right to do that, it would mm-hmm. be who? The Lord, yes. but He didn't do that. Just like the the woman caught in the midst of adultery, the very one who has who who could condemn, show mercy and grace. So who am I? Wh- who am I? Who are you to condemn? First First Corinthians fifteen verse 56 in uh, in the New Living Translation. I, I like how it reads here very simply. It says, For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. Mm. So if faith comes by hearing, and you preach law, what are you empowering?
5: Sin. 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 Right.
3: Yeah,
0: I've heard it said that
3: if a Pastor begins a series um, teaching on adultery. Adultery among the congregation will increase.
0: Faith come up by hearing. <laughs> right?
2: What does Andrew talked about? When, and then like the flip side of it, kind of, you know, to go in line with that, when he said like, he's noticed through the years, like, he what been in ministry 50, 55 years now, but he said like, he would notice certain ministers, they would be really adamant about certain subjects. And I mean, like, they'd get like the... You know, like really, really, you know. the just popping it. out. And, and then like, red. what, five, ten years later, something like that. A couple of years later, you realize the thing that they we were Oh, yeah, That's what they've been doing. They, yeah, they came out, they were doing that. It was mm-hmm. like... Oh.
1: John Haggy one time said his father uh, did not believe you should ever touch alcohol in any way, shape, or form. And uh, he was talking to him about the, the, the last uh, revelation that we're all going to meet and drink wine new. And John looked at his dad and said, Yes. I will be there with Jesus, drinking my wine and new. But of course, you won't partake that. You'll be gone
2: somewhere else. Dang! Whoa! <laughs> oh. <Yeah>. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> Let's go to Galatians six. Going back to that, that seemed like I come back to this set of scriptures a lot, but. Galatians 6, and we are looking at 1, verses 1 through 4. In the New Living Translation, it reads like this. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back unto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of christ if you think you're too important to help someone you're only fooling yourself you are not that important pay careful attention to your own work for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. So you want to know the the measuring stick of a, you know spiritually mature person. How far removed are they from self righteousness in comparison? I heard someone say this, when, and I was watching a movie. I heard someone say this, and the guy was like, "There's, there's nobody more condemning than a reformed addict." I was like, "Wow," and I thought about that, and looking at and put that in a spiritual context. Somebody who you know, they get they get saved, then they start to you know clean their life up a little bit. And then they start to smell Mm
4: themselves.
0: You know, then next thing you know, the eyes have removed away from Christ unto themselves. Mm -hmm. As if it was their own will.
1: I'm a reformed addict. I went through that stage. I know exactly what you're talking about. You start thinking, man, I did it. I don't smoke or drink or drug or do this anymore. And you start condemning everybody else. And I went through
0: that. And I you know, and I think to a degree, a lot of us have had that type of experience or just being delivered from that, where you know, you you, you start to see some change. And the in, you know, our flesh and in, in, in combination with the enemy himself mm-hmm. work to kinda get you to that place where you start to focus up. on yourself, be puffed up. Yeah. As, as, if you, as if you and of yourself, you and your 15-step program is, is how, mm-hmm. how you got cleaned yes, up. Exactly. How, how things started to get put into place. And that, that's just not true. It's all him. Mm-hmm. Now, as, as we rest in that, then we can do what Paul is talking about here. Because you can, you can look at somebody fall or you know, fall into something, and and, and you look at them like, "Yo, I, I need to, I need to help you. I'm here for you, mm-hmm. because you know, but for the grace of God." That's right. There go I. I. Still be there. Yeah. <laughs> keeping a humble heart.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: That's what I heard Andrew say recently. He said, "It's the balance of keeping mm-hmm. a humble heart." And that can be, you just be careful, you know, keep that even too. But he said, it's always checking his heart. You know, and I, I want to stay humble, which means he's ready to do whatever God says too, that's humble too. But it's keeping a humble heart mm-hmm. towards him. He goes, if anything he's he's learned for himself is all the stuff that's happening in his ministry, he goes, I don't take any credit. And he goes, I go, God, you did this. I could never do that. He
0: makes
4: me worship. I give the glory to
0: God it's keeping yourself humble that's good that's good now I'm looking at our outline and it's gonna sound like we're beating a dead horse but I'm, I'm gonna go back to our one of our favorite set of scripture let's go back to Luke 11 Luke 11 and you you probably know where we're going. Starting verse 5,
3: and going down to verse
0: 13. Uh, excuse me. Hmm. Right. Let's see. All right, well, let's spice it up a little bit. Let me see. Use a translation we haven't used in a while. This, yeah. All right, let's try to... Yeah, let's try to... Uh, Yeah, let's try the Passion Translation All right, Verse 5 starts here It says Then Jesus gave this illustration Imagine what would happen If you were to go to one of your friends In the middle of the night And pound on his door and shout Please, do you have some food You can spare A friend just arrived at my house Unexpectedly And I have nothing to serve him But your friend says why are you bothering me? The door's locked and my family and I are all in bed. Do you expect me to get up and give you all give, give food? But listen, because you, your shameless impudence, even though it's the middle of the night, your friend will get up out of his bed and give you all that you need. So it is with your prayers. Ask and you'll receive seek and you'll discover a knock on heaven's door and it will one day open for you. Every persistent person will get what he he asked for. Every persistent seeker will discover what he needs and everyone who, who knocks persistently, one day, find an open door. All right, now, before I move forward, how important is context here? Yay. Right,
2: absolutely.
0: Cause see, you have like like we like we mentioned before. There's a comparing contrast going on here, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because you know, you you can build doctrine on verses nine and ten. And it it's has just, been
2: done.
0: It's <laughs> just on the on the fact that you know how how persistent you're supposed to be, and we've talked about that before. Oh, yeah, yeah, Now, pers- yeah. now persistence is pra- in prayer is definitely you know is is needful. Yeah. But we just got to understand why is it needful. It's not because God has any questions; there's no problem on His end.
1: The way this is preached, though, it's twisting God's arm.
0: Right, as if we, as if you know, is us having to mm-hmm. beg, going back to something happens. going back to the old model. Yeah. But the re, but what the reality is, he's he's showing a picture of look. Okay, this person.
3: Your sorry friend.
0: You know, your, your sorry friend <laughs> that that they, they comfortable in the bed, you know, they done made their print in the bed. Yeah, they like, oh man, come on, cozy. leave me alone. Yeah. They cozy. They ain't they trying to get up. But if you but yeah, they right. were they were they were desperate. They knocking at the door. Now this friend who who was reluctant. He did eventually get up and give the food. Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah, because he realized he was not going to get to go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Till his friend
4: got what he wanted.
0: And then you go to verse 11. And then, it, it, then you see the picture. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation. It says You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So, if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who seek Him? The compare and contrast. Mm-hmm. He's just highlighting, you know, natural human nature, human tendencies, and how far removed His goodness is. From that.
3: God is not like your sorry friend.
0: He is so much better than your sorry friend. Never turns us
4: down.
0: And he is so much better than a natural father, natural mother ever could be. But even a natural father, natural mother knows has a desire to provide for their children. So how much more? So looking at it in that context, all that does for us really it just builds confidence and and, and trust. It gives you a, a place to sit where <coughs> I can say, okay, I don't have to, I don't have to stress this stuff no more. Mm-hmm. And I can do what Paul told me to do. I can I can do what Peter told me to do.
1: Yeah, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe, you receive.
0: Right. Now just imagine now, all right, you 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 in this context. You understand, okay, yeah, that's right. God is not going to give me a a, a, mm-hmm. a a scorpion when I ask for an egg. Mm-hmm. He's not going to give me a, a snake when I ask for a fish. Right? Now, having this revelation, how much easier is it to do this? Let's go to Philippians 4. <coughs> Philippians 4, starting at... Verse 6. I'll right. I, I read this in the New King James. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus now the beginning of verse 6 be anxious for nothing it's a lot easier for me to do that when my my father when I know my father's got got me covered when I believe that but now if I think God is like that sorry friend Mm -hmm how hard is it for me to do this
4: mm-hmm.
0: when adversity is coming my way when i got I got trouble i got things coming at me how how difficult is it for me to do this because i don't know whether god going to do this or not i don't know whether he going to provide or not
1: and that other scripture will turn you into a beggar not a son cuz you'll be knocking 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 asking 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 pushing pushing pushing
5: yeah i have a question um uh, relating back to Matthew I mean I'm sorry uh, Luke chapter eleven um, near the end it says you know after comparison it says, how much more will your father give the Holy Spirit to them that uh, that asked mm-hmm. is Matthew seven is that Matthew's version of the same parable Jesus teaching of in seven and If so, at the end of uh, his comparison, he says, um, I think, I'm kind of paraphrasing a little bit. How much more will your heavenly father give good gifts or good things to those that ask? Any insight on that or revelation on that and and one saying the Holy Spirit and the other saying good gifts if it is the same parent?
0: Well, when I look at that, I'll say, I'll take it all. Mm -hmm.
4: Because
0: think about, you know, because when we talk about the Gospels, right, you got different, different paradigms, different points of view of Jesus's ministry from each of the disciples. Because you have what they refer to as the synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and then you have John. All right. So I'm looking at I'm going to read it Let's go back I'm going to read it from Matthew Matthew 7 And let's look at this In In the New King James Alright And he says well, What man is there among, ye, among you Who If his son asks for bread Would give him a stone or he asked for a fish, we'll give him a serpent. If then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Now, I'm, I'm looking at this too. And I'm seeing Luke's account Where he mentions the Holy Spirit Matthew says good gifts Okay I don't The way I reconcile it is Is that There's no There's not necessarily a There's not a contradiction But it's just an expansion of what Jesus was saying because when we have the Holy Spirit then aren't all other gifts mm-hmm. attached to to him right all the tangible needs that we have because you know in, in the previous chapter this is where we see the the Lord's prayer where he instructs us to ask for daily provision, not in the sense that we're begging for, but we're humbling ourselves to say, Lord, I, you are my source. Mm-hmm. I need you today. Guide me toward the provision you have for me. That's what I'm seeing.
4: Yes, yeah, like, you know what I need today? Show me how to, like um, you even said, appropriate. Right.
0: So Matthew speaking to the, the impact of prayer on our tangible needs in this life and Luke speaking to the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, who is the one that's going to lead and guide us to God's provision. so this is what now this is how you know i'm i'm tying it together because you you you're getting different perspectives on the same ministry and it's just like the the illustration i give with the with the cup now i put this cup up there's certain parts of the cup that i can see because of my vantage point because of my point of view I can see the word contigo here, and I can see it here. But from Julie's perspective, she can see some things I can't see.
2: Yep, like the button or the thing to lift it or the lid or whatever.
0: No. Now, because I because I can't see it doesn't mean that it's not true. It's just what's, what is in my line of sight is what I can tell you about, and vice versa. So that's how that's how I reconcile it.
5: Okay. So Tim, would it would I be is it considered a legitimate prayer if I pray and I ask the Lord for more of his Holy Spirit, more of the Holy Spirit?
0: I don't see any issue with that. Because really, what are you what are you really asking for? You know, when we say that, because when we say that, if you understand, okay, the Holy Spirit is resident on the inside of you,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but that don't mean he have full expression every day,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? It will not mean you experiencing all of, of his manifestation at at at, at that time. So this is why, and this is another reason why we got to be careful when we try to critique others' prayers and and their confession, because we don't know, we hear the verbiage, but we don't know the heart behind the verbiage. Yeah, that's true. And and this is why, you know, you can't go around with your faith confession gun and, you know, shoot people with it, because you don't know what, you know, what is, what they are truly confessing, what they're truly saying. Yeah good to hear that, because that is one prayer that I pray. <laughs> you know what? Right I mean, hold on. Because I'm, I'm thinking, it got me thinking about what Paul said. <laughs> Let me look at something. <clears throat> oh. Let me see if I can find that. Dang, that's going to mess with me now. <laughs> All right, Holy Spirit. You'll
1: think of it about midnight. <laughs> you roll over. Like,
5: you say, right, "Oh, baby. I
3: know
2: where that is."
3: I'll send them an email. <laughs> We're all gonna
2: do the text
0: message, right? <laughs> <laughs> because there's a, there's a scripture that that Paul is talking about that, like where we we are asking for more more manifestation or just of 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 the spirit. Not that we are denying the reality that. We, we received all of him, mm-hmm. but we're talking about more of his expression through us and more of our awareness of his presence. That's, that's what we're really asking for. I used to pray and
1: say, Lord, when you, when you whisper, I want to hear a shout so I can repeat what you tell me. And lately I've changed that, and now I'm saying, I want to think like you. Help me think like you think. So, you don't have to hear something externally or down here. You can just, the words of the Holy Spirit just come out. So, that's good.
2: That's true. that's a scriptural word. It talks about he would write his laws on our hearts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, that's really neat. Then it doesn't, this is organic, it just kind of goes out.
3: That's the difference between living by the bracelet. What would Jesus do mm-hmm. versus
1: the Jesus in you doing something the right? Jesus in you. Where you don't have to stop and say, I wonder what he would do now. You, you It's it's
3: part right. of your nature. Him, it's automatic mm-hmm. yeah.
0: because it's now who you are. All right. Let's see. Kevin did it again. He even gave me some more homework.
5: Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it a scripture where he says strengthen with might? by his spirit in your inner man. Is that Colossians?
0: Okay. That's a good one, but I, I was thinking about another one. Okay. Okay. But that'd be a good place for us to close, though.
1: I just noticed, Mary, you got two tone glasses.
4: Yeah. Did you seen that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so far off, mm-hmm. together, that works. Other yeah. Got to change
0: that for a All right. Now, this isn't necessarily the scripture that um, Kevin was referring to here, but let's go to Colossians 1 and we'll look at verse. Verse, yeah, there we go I'm going to start at verse 9 And then we'll, we'll read all the way down to 14 And then I'm going to jump down to verses 19 and 20 it says, in the New King James, says For this reason we also, since the day we heard it Do not cease to pray for you And to ask that you will be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance. Of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed and conveyed us into, convoyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. Now, see, this is a prayer that Paul is praying himself, that he may be filled with the knowledge of his will, that he's talking to the people. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And see, and what is this really talking about? The renewal. It sounds like. Renewal of the mind.
5: It, almost to me, it sounds like what you were saying before more of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. There you go.
0: Being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. All right. So allowing that what is in our spirit, man, to have further full expression, more expression that are, you know, the, 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 the things in our soul are, are, are becoming less and less of a hindrance.
5: And that increasing in the knowledge of God goes along with what Gene was saying. He praying to think like God.
1: what's he saying? Let his mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Yeah. That's it.
0: Verses 19 and 20 to close. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you, who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. If indeed you continue in faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven of which I Paul became a minister grace through faith that makes you want to shout yes it does holy and blameless that's what he did mm-hmm. that's what he did
3: Don't you think sometimes though he's also not talking about an individual fullness but the collective body of Christ fullness that we all come together in the fullness. It's not just the individual thing. I don't think individually we'll, on this side, we'll be there. But collectively, we can.
0: Mm. That's good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah.
3: Because individually, no one person flows in all the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, but collectively we do.
2: Mhm.
1: That's why you need the body.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right. that's good stuff. Yeah. Come We never meant to be alone. All
0: right. Now, since we talk about prayer, um, I wanted to Read David's message. He said that his mom is doing much better. I know we prayed for her. You know we came in agreement. So praise God, right? It's more manifestation of the will of the Lord coming to pass, and we celebrate that. All right. All right. Well, Facebook family, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week.
3: Bye guys. Bye.